there is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. Welcome to episode one of Classic Movie Night with Sean and Anna. We're married. Yeah. And um, we decided that we wanted to start having a classic movie night and we thought, hey, why not have a little bit more fun with it and do a podcast with our reviews? Yeah, so the point of this is basically um, to watch classic movies that we've never seen before. I particularly am excited about the black and white films because there's a whole world out there that I haven't experienced. Well, um, we're just talking about this, and I think that we decided on at least one of us hasn't seen the movie. Right? Yeah, that's going to be our requirement. At least one of us cannot have seen it before. And, and every week we're going to alternate on uh, alternate on who chooses the movie. So this first week was me. Next week will be Anna. Yeah, his will probably be all the scary ones, and mine will be all the foo-foo ones. Like, uh, well, this week is Jaws, and next week is Roman Holiday. <laughs> We're going to... Uh... Which I have seen, but Sean has not, and I'm insisting on it because we own it, and it's easy. Jeez, and... Anna's always looking to take the easy way out. Also, um, I love that movie because... Princess Audrey. So, I don't so, know too much about it. Episode one, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. <laughs> now, I I listen to a good amount of podcasts and I watch horror films and all that, and um, I've never seen Jaws all the way through, and it's one I've been wanting to see. Queued it up on the Netflix queue, and Anna agreed to watch it last night. After debating on which movies we should watch. Right, and I'd only seen one scene before, and it was just a part of it where basically the um, drunk guy is blabbing in the uh, boat. In the boat. Yeah, when he's just like droning on. I had seen a piece of that before and thought, wow, this looks really boring. Um, But I was excited to watch it all the way through. So, So, yeah. we're kind of winging it. We're going to figure this out, figure out how to do this. Well, I feel like we are starting with a really iconic movie. You know, Jaws is definitely well, the most famous shark movie out there. I mean, as far as like the um, the the way that the podcast will play out, like the format of the podcast, it's basically going to be uh, we just start talking about the movie from beginning to end, kind of try to go in chronological order. And um, review it. Yeah, just, just talk about the movie. Like. Movie yeah. talk. Night. This is like if me and Anna just watched a movie and we decided to talk about it amongst ourselves. That's kind of the goal here. Yeah, because we we're both movie people. We love movies. It's kind of like I'd say like half the time we're doing something together, we're watching a movie, and we go to see movies a lot. Um, 
But this will be a fun new experience for us to watch old movies. And Jaws, I think, is a really good one to start with. All right. Well, you ready to get to it? No. Okay. <laughs> End of podcast. Good night, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. No. But yeah, I am ready. Okay. Actually. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. So First of all, I want to know first, though, my big thing has been... Who are the favorite characters? Well, we so, maybe we should start talking about the movie so that we know who the characters are. Okay. <laughs> um, most of the movies that we're going to be watching are going to be older than, I don't know, 30 years old, right. at least. We don't really have a criteria set for sure, but I say at least before we were born, right? I don't know. I think a classic movie can be described as a lot of different things, but that's definitely like a goal we're going for. Yeah. So, um, I lost my train of thought. Okay. So, what if we're going chronological chronological order? What did you think oh, of the opening oh, oh, scene? Oh, 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 oh! I was gonna say that since these movies are so old, these are all. They almost think of it as a book club. And, and so we're going to watch these movies and then we're going to tell the we're, we're going to say which movie we're going to watch next week at the end of it. So if any of our listeners kind of want to go along with us on our classic movie night journey, they can. But by that, but that also means that this is full spoilers. So if you haven't seen any of these movies that are 30 years old, then the Sorry. probably you shouldn't listen to it or listen to it and be like who cares the movie's 30 years old and you haven't seen it at this point anyway that you probably don't care that much right so. but we will we will let you know which movie we're doing the next week um in each so that you can follow along with us if you want and go ahead and watch those movies with and us. and well, once we get going and hopefully once we get a decent following if that happens um you can send on the movies and we will re- have a segment where we read them on the show yeah we'll select some and um, hopefully we'll be that famous that we have to select some that famous. but i'm really not worried about it all right so um, movie opens yeah the opening scene with the naked girl with the naked girl and the drugs on the beach jaws rated pg, PG. 1975 yeah um so what do you um, what do you think? What's My your thoughts? thoughts? Yeah, what are your thoughts? I re- I liked the opening scene because I felt like it was like when I watched it, it felt classic, you know. Now, but it, I think it felt classic to me because it was like what I expected from the movie. It made it seem like like those two uh, when the guy the guy just goes up and whispers in the girl's ear, and she just like yay jumps up and starts running, and the guy's plaster drunk. And she just yeah. starts stripping down. But He's it like, didn't really seem that well. No, I obviously that was like a hookup. And he was like... She was pretty stoked to hook up with him. Well, it's funny because she was like the girl at the party who was like not in the party. And then he went up to like make sure she was okay. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, let's strip and go skinny dipping. Well, that's what she wanted to do. She was just waiting. <laughs> she was just waiting for the nice guy to come out of the crowd so she could hook up with him. And then... Um, and then he passes out on the beach while she dies. <laughs> <laughs> With her being flung around in the water. Yeah. I liked the tastefulness of her, like, booby silhouette. 
when she was running into the water. Was that your favorite part of the movie? No. I think my – I have different favorite parts of the movie because there's, like, favorite cheesy parts, and then there's, like, bad lion favorites. Yeah. And then there's, um, like, actual favorite part. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you I, think of that? I thought the scene with her just flailing around in the water was – kind of amusing one thing i actually liked about that part is she said the words that hurts do you yeah, remember yeah, her yeah, saying that yeah, i yeah. thought that was cool but the funny thing is i read a um article just like telling you little facts about the movie i read half of it actually i read like five of the numbers out of like 21 or something but um dun, dun. It, it said you just made me lose my train of thought what the article said about her splashing around in the water. Oh, yeah. It said that they actually had her hook, her legs hooked up to mechanics under the water, and she didn't know when it was yanking her um, so that her reaction would be genuine. But that made me think if she actually said that hurts, did it really hurt her, or was she acting? <laughs> yeah, that's a good observation. might have actually hurt her. I, I mean, if she's just getting flung around like that. I hope it didn't. But, you know, I guess if we ever get really big, we could ask her. <laughs> if we get really big. Yeah. Um, so, next morning, dude wakes up, right? Or does it cut to that? Or does it just cut? It cuts to... Um, it shows you some other characters. The, the cop? I think so. The, then are we going scene by scene? We don't have to go scene by scene. Well, no, we don't, but I'm just... I'd say the next major thing that happens is when the guy... It shows the guy discovering her body. Like, he has discovered it, and he's, and he, like, sitting and he just waiting. Start, he just starts fidgeting around in the in the beach, in yeah, the sand. Yeah, and the other guys are, like, going up to the situation. You see her hand sticking out. Yeah, I mean, this movie was pretty graphic. I did not think it was graphic. I thought it was like for PG. That's what I mean. Well, yeah, but today by my standards, today like, that that Jaws would not have been PG. But it didn't scare me, and I'm usually really afraid of like quote unquote graphic movies. Yeah, talking. So, um, <laughs> I got microphone fear. <laughs> no, I was just telling Anna to talk into the mic a little bit more because she keeps turning her head. I keep looking at him and he doesn't like it. Our setup is very, um, very small, so it's very, it's a little unnatural to talk to each other with the way the microphones are set up at the moment. Yeah, we can't look at each other. We have to look at the. Oh, I'm looking the at her lines the whole of time. Us. Well, I don't know how you do it, Sean. I got, I got a good lean on. I want to move my mic so I can like face you. <laughs> That's okay. I'll right. just be uncomfortable. <laughs> so moving on, they find the body. Um, nobody in the town cares. Anybody could, nobody could care less that this girl died. The chief of police cares. He he the kind of cared. Character. Well, yeah, yeah, he cared. He he wanted to set up signs on the beach, but everybody was like, nope. Yeah. And hey, yeah, this girl got ripped in half by a shark. No, she didn't. Yeah, well, the she mayor... She got killed by a boat. The mayor 
didn't want to lose the money, you know, like from the tourists coming to the beach. He didn't want it to be I mean, I can understand that, but the way it played out, I understand this is, you know, this movie was in 1975, but it was kind of almost like eyeball rolling. I read that the book was based on actual shark attacks that happened in 1921. Yeah. Um, And if you think about it in 1921, I could actually see that happening that way what the well okay so the town their whole town's um their whole town's um, um, um like economy is focused on the fourth of july weekend like the summer months is where they make their money right and so the mayor's like almost just like hey even if this did happen we can't let the beach be shut down just because well, the mayor is that's like, where we get all of our money. Is he's by people basically coming evil because he knows that there's a shark in yeah, the water he's an and he, he wants people Other than to the go shark. into the beach. I think I think the way that they're trying to play him off is just him being kind of naive to the problem. Not a bit, you know? Yeah, but isn't there – there's a saying where like – about ignorance and being guilty. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, if if the what 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 was he the sheriff? But what was his job title? I forget. Um, Brody's job title. Uh, was he the sheriff or the? He was he was Sheriff Brody, who yeah. was the chief of police. Okay. Yeah. If he just shut down the beach at the beginning of the movie like he wanted to, there wouldn't be a movie. Right. So. I just thought that they could have played it a little better. I, I I guess, you know, they did have the whole scene with them catching a shark and him being like, well, that's good enough for me, even though um, Hooper. I actually liked that part. Even though Hooper wasn't selling, he wasn't sold on the fact that that was the shark, but nobody seemed to listen to him other than the sheriff other than Brody. Right. So, it's like there were two people that cared and everybody else just wanted their money. I mean, yeah. Well, when the little boy died, that was directly the mayor's fault. That was directly the mayor's fault. They're in a town meeting and he's like, Hey, we need to shut down the beach. Cause this little boy got ripped in half and the town of adults go berserk. The fact that they want to shut down the beach. Yeah, nobody, nobody cares. No one says anything about the kid. A ten-year-old <laughs> kid just got ripped in half, and nobody cares. Right, and then there's that scene where the the mom just like slaps the sheriff in the face, and I was like, why is she slapping him? <laughs> like, he's the only person who was actually mean, fighting for. Her I mean, son. in in her eyes, I was when I was watching the scene, I was thinking the same thing. Right, but but, but then her was, ending to that conversation did. Uh, I was also I also understood because in. She didn't know that the mayor was the one pushing for the beach to be open. And he didn't say anything because she's a grieving mother. So he probably is like, now it's not the time to be like, oh, no, it was this guy over here. It wasn't me. What are you doing? Right. You know, he he came off as like the good guy who he was the good guy at the store. Yeah. You know, so he's going to do the honorable thing. And that's not to push a grieving mother even more. Yeah. You know, like it's not my fault. It's his fault. It's just not in his character. What do you think? Okay, that scene leading up to when the boy died, there was the fat lady on the 
floaty thing. <laughs> I'm like having trouble remembering words right now. Um, she was just floating. She wasn't on anything. She was just floating on her back. No, I think she she was definitely on a. I thought that she was just floating floaty. on her back. She was on something. Yeah. Anna was like, I thought. No, I said what I said. I'm just gonna say it because you're gonna say it wrong. What I said when we were watching it was because the, the fat lady's out there and then the dog is going into the water. So what I said was the dog is going to die because you want the fat lady to die when you're watching it. And so it's going to be the dog. Oh, yeah, when the dog was in the water. And... But then it wasn't either of them. It was the kid. And that really surprised me, actually, because yeah. it, it was the second person to die and it was a child in the movie. So I felt like the characters, that the people that died in the movie were not your typical, like, the black guy goes first, you know. It was it was like un, 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 unexpected characters. Well, to be died. fair, there weren't any black people in this movie. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it was a very Does white movie. Does that make movie. me racist that I didn't notice? <laughs> I, you don't know. That's totally no, true. Now no, that I think about but it, but there was. De- I mean, there's zero. I mean, I it, it was a rich, a richy, not not a richy community. No, but there's it, no excuse. It, it was in. No, I was just saying that. It was like a, it's like a summer destination in kind of a white rich area of Connecticut, is what it made it sound like, kind of like the New England Connecticut area. Right, white people town. Um, yeah, <laughs> even probably even so more so in the seventies. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I we're not from the East Coast, so. But in any case, there was kind of a lack of diversity in this movie. But I mean, it's. From the seventies, it's I can't the it is what it is. Anybody that wasn't white in the movie, actually. Yeah. It was know. just white. We're probably go, going back and watching classic movies. We're probably going to come across a lot of that's true. Very non-diverse movies, just right. But I mean, just realizing it out loud, like I don't know, just because it's from the seventies and that doesn't feel that long ago, it's kind of sad, you know. Movie was, movie's it's, 40 it's years old. in general, yeah. That's a while. Older than us? It's only 40? 75, 85, 95, 2005, 2016, 41. Nice. Um, anyway, we got off track. Topic, off track. <laughs> We're talking about um, people, uh, the kid dying. Yeah, that's right. And then they go and cut open the shark, and he has license plates. And yeah, there was a license plate. There in was there. like a bucket in there, like a tin can. And was there? How bucket? do they like? How does that work with sharks? That scene also. That scene was really funny because he was just like with, with the milk. It looked like he was birthing a cow. With the milk pouring out <laughs> of the, the shark, would it look like milk? I don't think it was supposed. To, it probably was milk, like as a prop, but I don't. I don't know what it was supposed to be. Obviously, it smelled bad from their reaction to it, but it didn't really explain what it was. He didn't say, like, oh, this is that fluid that smells really bad. He just, like, grinned. But... And then they figure out that the kid wasn't in there, so that's not the shark. Right. So what's the next step? Um... Let the mayor know and go shark hunting again. And at this point, the mayor's cool... He still no. wants the beach open, but he's like, anybody no. could go shark hunting that they want. You're skipping the next attack. That was after the... Who was after the boy? 
Remember, because the shark came and it almost got his son. His but yeah, son, but that the, was the chief's son. That was before. That that was when that was Fourth of July. That was like okay. They had. Did anyone die in that scene? I can't remember. Yeah, the 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 dude. The dude who came up on the rowboat is like, like you guys all right? You guys doing good? Oh yeah, yeah, all yeah. Right. Like right in front of his son too. They never yeah. addressed that issue that yeah. his son has just witnessed a murder of a fish murder, you know. <laughs> and they never addressed how his son went into shock, and his friends. Yeah, you never pulled him out of the water. Do you and... even see him again in the movie? I don't remember seeing his son again. I don't remember. Oh, I, li- I like that scene. Uh, uh, backtracking a little bit, I like the scene where where his, his son's playing on the boat that they took out into the pond area of the little... Right. I like and, that scene, uh, too, where the mom saw the picture and then freaks out after yeah. saying, oh, it's fine. He can go out there. Listen to your father. Get out of there. <laughs> after she's a shark attacking a boat in the, in the book. That book, actually, the scene where he's flipping through the book i really i liked that as far as like a horror movie kind of um when they're showing like shark attacks like aftermath of shark attacks yeah like part. i liked the book a lot actually because it was like here's all these scary pictures in this one book and it made me feel like um the book was like as accessible to information as online would be because in a present day movie he'd be scouring online um, but I felt like this book and the pictures that it was showing were like almost more graphic than what you would get in a Google search. Maybe not necessarily. <laughs> you haven't Google searched much then. <laughs> Maybe I haven't Google searched shark attacks. <laughs> anyway, they freaked me out a little, but in a good way, you know, like not in a scared way, just in a, hey, that's cool, yes. horror-ish stuff. Yes, it was nice. Yeah. It was a nice touch to the movie. Yeah. And it also made you think about how this shark was going to be. You know, it's like building that tension um, and worry about the present situation that they have. Yeah. You know, it's making you wonder what that shark's going to look like and if it is going to bite a boat in the movie and that, that kind it, of thing. That it's capable of. Yeah, it's foreshadowing, right. too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's foreshadowing that this the shark is going to be messing things up, people and things. Yeah. So, um, so Fourth of July happens. Okay, but we, the part of the town meeting too, we forgot to talk about how the nails on the chalkboard by by Quint, right? Uh, no, no, Quint is the scientist. No, no, he's not. Oh this, no, this okay, yeah. yeah, you're right, Quint. Quint with the nails on the chalkboard, and uh. Sitting next, I sitting plugged next to my me. ears. <laughs> that sound has never bothered me before, but in this movie, it bothered me. Like I actually plugged my ears during well, that. Well, Quint part. is a badass, and nothing bothers him. He's not. I thought he was gonna be a badass because of that scene, but the rest of the movie, he's pretty much just a drunk weirdo. Did you listen to his World War II story? Yeah, but the whole time it sounded like. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a little hard to understand, but. <laughs> At this point, you don't care. He's At a which seaman. point? Huh? What point? At this point of his life. You know? Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's I a mean, bit of a... I like it for his character. I thought it was believable. Um, but it was also just really sad because in that scene, I mean, we'll get to it anyway, but I felt like he was actually drunk when they filmed that. Um, 
I'm like, I haven't researched it or anything, but like, just guessing, I would say he was actually drunk. Well, they're all drinking. Yeah. Weren't they? They're all just sitting around the table telling stories. Yeah, but that could be Showing off scars, drinking. That could be club soda for all you know. Well, (laughs) I'm pretty sure they weren't drinking club soda (laughs) with the way they were acting especially. I'm just saying like he – I mean before they left, he was handing him his homemade – his homemade – he didn't – You think they were actually drinking moonshine? (laughs) Yeah, whatever whatever was they – that he spit out after he took a shot of it. Yeah, and then he's like, don't drink that, and the scientist just, like, mans it up and takes it down in one swing. Did he? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, he has it on the counter, and the Quint walks into the room, and uh, the sheriff says, don't drink that. And then he just, like, he already has it in his hand at that point, and he just, like, swigs it down really quick, and they don't, he doesn't even, like, react to it at all. Nice. He just like they just go on with their conversation, and the sheriff just just like, well, all right, uh-huh. you know, like he doesn't really say anything. He's just like, oh, you are a man. Yeah. <laughs> but we're jumping around a bit. Yeah. That's okay. I feel like we should be allowed to jump around. Yeah, I know, but then we could kind of for if we go too far off. Then we'll forget what we've talked about a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. So. Because right now we're at 4th of July weekend when we're talking in order. Right. So let's keep going from there. Well, where we kind of work is we went to, okay, cut open the shark, figure out it wasn't the kid wasn't in there, right? Mm. And then so what about the two guys who try to catch the shark off the dock when they just throw big ham on a big hook and throw the ham into the water and then the shark? Oh, yeah. That part was kind of weird. The one thing I liked about that scene was like the cheesiest part where the dock was like following the guy and the the other the first guy who was on the dock still was like whatever his name was, Harry, don't look back. Just believe me. Come this way. <laughs> you know, like that line was kind of funny in that spot. Like, Anna was like, I know this guy's gonna die right now. Yeah, I totally thought he was gonna die. <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't. No. The shark did not she get survived. him. He survived. Which is funny because, like, if the shark can go up on that boat, like, towards the end of the movie, and it can't go up on that dock. I don't think – I don't – did they even specify that the shark was chasing him? Because all you see is the dock floating back towards him. Could it have just been the current? No. Because no. because once the dock was, gets there, it just stops. It was going too fast. But, yeah, it does just stop. I think the water gets too shallow for the shark to keep going. Maybe yeah. he like detaches himself from the. Yeah, he's a pretty smart shark. Because it wouldn't I mean, be following him in a direct line, like yeah. it was. Yeah. I think the water got too shallow. Maybe that's why. So, um, fast forwarding to what when when they go out when they start going out the main the main crew that goes out in the beginning of the third act of the movie i'm talking about brody clinton hooper yeah is there anything before that that i'm missing that you want to talk about well there's the part where they're on his boat that we were just talking about with the um (laughs) the part we were just talking about where he takes a swig basically the guy's showing them his boat yeah uh hooper hooper when Quint, Quint. Quint show, they're they're in Quint's, yeah. they're in Quint's, Quint's place, 
right. as they're preparing. Right, and he says, I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is the I'm captain. I'm Batman. I'm the captain. Also, I can't do Batman. Sean can a little bit, but he's better at Bane. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry, Jose, I'm stealing your... I'm stealing your guys' Hero to Zeroes podcast a little bit there. I do another podcast called Heroes to Zeroes. Make sure to check it out where we talk about superhero, comic book, movie TVs, and just whatever talk. Yeah, I'm not in that one. Plug. So if my voice annoys you, I highly suggest it. Talking about Jaws. Right. Talking about that scene. What well, Im- we can reference other stuff. Well, I know, but... Sometimes people don't like it when you go off topic too much. Well, I say screw those people. This is my life. I say I love everybody, and I love you people too. Well, I didn't say I don't love them. I just said screw them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so there was that part in the ship, I'm the captain. Are you talking about... When they're setting, when they're getting ready to go out, or when they're already on the boat. No, it's when they, he first shows them this ship. He was pretty. He was pretty cold about when. I thought that the scene with uh, Brody saying goodbye to his wife was a little overdramatic. Yeah, she just like starts crying because she thinks he's gonna die. She starts crying and she runs off in like a crying panic. Well, I think she ran away because she didn't want him to see her crying like that because she thought it would make him. I know. It just worried. It, it, it'll play it off. A little dramatic. Like, I could understand her being worried, but running away, crying, crying hysterically, and him just like, meh, what ifs. He just turns around and walks on the boat. Well, he didn't see her crying. No, I know. It's just... No. I, I thought it was a bit strange. It was a little dramatic, but I liked what it was trying to get across. One thing I felt like it would have been better if they had given her her own scene where it showed her later like sobbing with worry on her own, you know. You know, one thing I was thinking about while watching this movie was how it feels like Steven Spielberg used to be more um, patient in his movies because there's some scenes in this movie that are pretty drawn out and more more about the scenery, more about the shot and stuff. And just thinking about more recent, modern Steven Spielberg movies. Like what? I don't know, like War Horse. War Horse? Yeah. Is that a movie? Yeah, we saw it in theaters, didn't we? Is that the one? War Horse. The Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Let me Google that. War Horse. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Yeah, we watched this movie. <laughs> this happens to us all the time. We've seen this movie 100%. We, I, I remember watching it because you wanted to watch it. In theaters? We saw it in theaters, but we saw the movie. I don't know, though. I guess I'm kind of... I don't you know, know what, what I'm talking about. Because actually, no. I remember that one. I liked that one. That because, was years ago. Because, because looking at his filmography now, I'm seeing movies like Lincoln and stuff, so... Ignore what I said. I was just thinking that he was pretty, um, for the style of movie it was, he was pretty, I, I like a lot of the shots in it, you know. I did, I loved the cinematography in this movie, especially for a horror movie, it was, it was really nice. But a lot of the shots were pretty creatively taken too. Yeah. You know, like those viewpoints that we had. 
I enjoyed that part of it a lot, actually. So I, I enjoyed the movie now more than I would have when I was younger because I appreciate things like that more than I used to. I might be thinking more of movies that he has been more of a producer on that just have his name attached to him, like the Transformer movies. Obviously, no, he didn't direct those, but I haven't seen the BFG yet. Anyway, enough about Spielberg. Let's yeah, talk about that his makes movies. Sense. He was 28 when he did this movie. That's how old I am right now. Yeah? How come you haven't directed a movie? I know. Like, what? what is am I doing with my life? Not directing movies. I've been in a couple music videos. That's true. One of them I don't really like myself in. But okay. um, I, I like this new one. That's good. Yeah. Do you want to promote that? No, this isn't the time to promote things. (laughs) This is the time to talk about Jaws. But we just did it. No, we'll we'll have a we'll we'll have a segment at the end where we can promote things. That's a good idea. So that's how we do it. Right. So now everybody's not gonna listen to me because I'm the crazy girl that has been in a music video and that's it. Jaws. Right. We're at the part when they're taking off in the boat. Okay. They're out going hunting for the ship. For the uh, ship? They're going hunting for the shark right. in the ship. Quint's getting paid. He's like, I want my, my 10 Gs. I want this much for every other day. I want like TV dinners. I want TVs. Like He was listing off a whole... What did he say exactly? He wanted, Do you remember? He, he wanted cases of alcohol and a TV and I think more money. and He wanted $10,000. Yeah, that was the main thing. And in like 300 or 1,000 for each additional day. I forgot what it was. If you think about it, by today's standards, $10,000 would be more like $30,000. It wouldn't be that much, but it would be more. It would be a lot Probably more. 15 to 20. Yeah, it'd probably be more like 20, you know. But um, he just wanted to get paid. It makes sense. They go out. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like catch and release with the shark that how, happens how how did you like the the play out of their cat and mouse game with the shark i enjoyed it actually okay. because i felt like it made it more suspenseful but also like gave you that satisfaction of actually seeing the shark yeah. you know there's only a couple parts where you really see the shark but i liked seeing it in the water moving around the boat and like the idea that it was actually thinking about what it was doing, they do acknowledge that. I loved it how I just thought it was hilarious how there's times when things were getting serious with a shark, and then that's when somebody starts doing something completely random. Okay, so that was one of my favorite parts as far as like cheesiness and a bad line goes. I busted up laughing. I think I actually said what out loud because I was so surprised by it, but it was the part where um uh sheriff brody okay so they they have already wounded the shark at this point and they see it come back and sheriff brody stands up and he goes i've got to make a phone call and then he walks inside (laughs) and as stuff's going down as stuff is happening and the next scene is when he's trying to talk to dispatch to find out what their location on the boat is. And then uh, Quint actually like comes in and destroys the line for no reason, which is not explained at all. Nope. 
but he's just um, an old school badass. That's that's all the explanation you need. Right. So you figure uh, my argument for that is he's a drunk, but um, my argument for that is no. Let me finish my thought. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like what I'm saying is that you you figure out the phone call that he's making <laughs> right after, but it still doesn't make sense that those are the words that he used. I've got to make a phone call. Well, first of all, he's not <laughs> making a phone call. Yeah. You know, he's talking on a radio. Right. He's trying to make it was a, a it was a really bad line and he's trying to call misplaced. the he's trying to call the Coast Guard via radio. He should have said, "I'm going to radio the Coast Guard." Yes, exactly, and that would have made so much more sense and the exact same amount of time to say. Like, why was that line in there? Because he felt <laughs> like he needed to make. Maybe it was just trying to play off of how um, how naive or and. Maybe not naive he is the did, right word, but maybe how uneducated he was at everything boat-related. His character does come off as very, like, smart on land, stupid on water. Yeah. He he, he had some... Did they ever Do they ever explain his thing with water? No, his... Well, yes. He When they're sitting at dinner with uh, Hooper um, and his... The ship's wife. Yeah. When Hooper just comes in and takes Brody's plate and just starts chowing down on it. Yeah, is anybody eating the steaks, guys? <laughs> <laughs> You're eating this? Yeah, no, what? Okay. <laughs> it's mine. But, um, yeah, she she says that he doesn't like water because of something that happened in his childhood. And then he says that it was somebody who drowned. Oh, okay. They don't even, I missed that part. They don't even say who it was. Um, and I'm, that I found I, I that getting to miss these little things in conversations for some reason. I'm sure there were things that I missed too. Yeah. You know, there's just things that hit us a little bit differently because we um, empathize with them differently. I think. Yeah. So we're paying attention to what different people are saying a little bit differently. But man, I really like that word. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I was gonna say that on that scene, the part where. The sheriff is like so distraught because of this most recent death, and then he comes over and just starts eating his food after he's he has seen the body parts of the girl that day, and he's just like, "All right, I got a good appetite now," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but I I felt like his wife, the sheriff's wife, laughing at Hooper, while he was just like very distraught, and she's just like. I don't know. She was like way too entertained yeah, so, by Hooper's story. So the, some of the the some of the way the characters acted in this movie came off unbelievable. Right. I don't know if it's just the times, you know. I I guess we I think that's a that's fairly common in classic movies and we're going to see that a lot too. You know, things are overacted. Yeah. I think that's all it was. It's just that she's overacting in that scene. Yeah, that's true. And she's kind of overacting in a lot of her scenes you know like maybe she just isn't that great of an actress or maybe it's the way that she was directed and possibly the way that women are viewed you know like at that time yeah you know like she has to play up her character to seem more dramatic because women are dramatic quote-unquote you know quote-unquote sean <laughs> how dare you <laughs> um Okay. 
Anyway, we backtracked a little bit you there. Bet. Yeah, that's fine. I, I do want to say, though, in regards to that same scene, right before that, when the boy is copying his father, I did, I actually really that liked That was a sweet moment. I yeah. liked that part. It kind of brought him back, too. Well, it pulled you into the movie, too. You know, like, when I was watching that part, I was in it. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about watching Jaws, and that's a sign that, okay, this is actually a good movie, you know? Yeah. Even though there are cheesy parts in it, and it's Jaws, and, you know, like, it's very iconic, I still had that moment where I was, like, you know, I was experiencing it for real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's my favorite part, but I did I Your did favorite part it. was the phone call. No, actually, I'm saving my favorite part for when we get to it, so I oh, can okay. tell you then. We're okay. almost there. Fair enough. Okay, so they're out on the boat, a hunting, uh, hunting shark guy. Shark guy? Shark guy. So this is a different movie <laughs> called. Uh, what's that one with the the monster? The they're they're hunting the shark. Monster of Laguna or something like I that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the Fin Man from the old movie. The Fin Man from the old movie. It's what, like, Creature from the Black Lagoon? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. This is this is what married couples sound like. They can finish each other's thoughts. Yes, that is what I was thinking of. I'm pretty good at pulling movie titles out of my head. Yeah, from my facial expression. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but... Neither have I. We'll put it on our classic movies yeah, list. That would be one that we watch. Yes. Okay. Um, so where were... Okay, yeah. They're out shark hunting. Right. Right. And I feel nobody, like that's... nobody could, you know, they just kept like, hey, do this. I'm going to go do this instead. There was a lot of banter, especially between, I felt like it was a very big uh, character building moment as far as like letting you know who each person was a little more. Yeah, yeah, that's but, true. But the way that it was done was like. Unnecessary? I wasn't going to say unnecessary, but something like that. Overdramatic? You know, like, it just, all of that part just felt annoying and not like character building to me. Like, like the part when uh, Quint walks in inside the, the uh, cabin of the ship and then um, Hooper is making faces at him. Sticking his tongue out. and Oh, I, I enjoyed that one. You actually. enjoyed that part? Yeah, I didn't think that part was annoying. I liked it when he when I didn't think was, it was annoying, but I was like, it's a little much. That w that part was funny too, because our roommate is deaf and he was in the room with us, but he wasn't watching the movie. So when uh, Hooper starts, um, he flips Quint off with his arm and like he makes a bunch of like facial expressions at him. It was funny because I looked over at our our roommate who's deaf and m one of my best friends. Um, and he he was looking at it like, what the hell? <laughs> and it was kind of funny. I did see him get sucked into it a little bit after that, but then he, he kept doing his own thing. Playing computer games? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I did. I, I like that part, but there was a lot of um, did, did banter he, between Quint and Hooper. Did, did he actually – you knew that when he strapped himself up with the fishing pole when he thought that he had the shark, you knew that that wasn't, he wasn't going to catch a shark with that. Well, I he, mean, you just knew it. It was anticlimactic because it like built up to something happening and then they did have to detach him 
I kind of expected him to get pulled into the water because that would be the predictable thing. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I was happy with the way that things went down later. Yeah. Um, but I did, like, I thought that the shark going under the boat was cool because that was one of the things that showed you that the shark is thinking about what it's doing. So so they, they hook the shark. They shoot the shark with multiple uh, things, like... Uh, what what do they call harpoon a, guns? Right. Like with right? the barrels. Yeah, with the barrels with harpoons, and uh, Brody shooting with a pistol. You know, they're just lighting the shark up, but the shark just keeps chugging along, mm-hmm. and it just tears them apart, tears the boat apart. But before that, um, Hooper, they're kind of out of ideas at this point. So Hooper. He he likes to go into the water with the shark. He did it earlier in the movie when he was examining the boat. He's like, hey, let me just jump into the shark-infested water and check out the boat when he sees the, oh my gosh. the, the dead guy. That did not make sense. But, I mean, we were as we were watching it, we said to each other a couple times, like, their decision-making skills are not yeah, good. Yeah, for professionals? None yeah. of them were really professionals, They were professionals though. in the profession. But he's a shark expert. That's you, his job. Okay, if you look at Brody, he has no idea what he's doing on the water. No, right? no, but the captain does. Quint has. And Quint is, does. He Quint is the only one who has caught sharks before. Okay, Quint, Quint, and Hooper know what they're doing on boats. Hooper wants to know what he's doing, but he has not. He spent a lot of time on boats. He has a lot of book experience and not real experience. No, they emphasize that pretty well. No, when he's telling us. Stories. He's talking about being stung by stingrays and stuff like that. You're right. I think you his know? his character conflicts itself a lot because I remember points too where he was saying like he was just more about books. Just that he is, you know, he's more educated and less. I mean, even the parts where it's talking about how he funds himself. Yeah. And like that kind of thing, he seems like an amateur because of that. But you're right, actually. I mean, the. Well, no, I mean, he had. He talked about how he gets paid for that stuff. You know, and that's how he makes his living. That's who he is. That's why he came to town. Right. You know, he came from a particular um, facility, like that the town, re- that the sheriff reached out to. You know, what he wasn't like he looked up somebody in the yellow pages and just called a guy. You know, like he reached out to an official place where he came from yeah i mean that's definitely true but um so i was, but but the point the whole point i was getting to was after everything the shark has done after everything they've seen the shark do hey let's get in this cage so i could poke the shark yeah hooper really wanted to go in the cage he really wanted the, to use that cage and he got to use that cage now the way that that scene played out with him yeah. dropping I thought, okay, that's typical. That's in his character because he dropped the he he dropped the shark tooth when he saw the dead face under the boat, right? He just right. drops things underwater when things scare him, which is understandable. I mean, you know, you're panicked, so you drop things. What did you think of that? I know it's like illogical for him to want to go in the water. Um, I think it's even more illogical. No, because when he goes in the cage, he's trying to drug the shark yeah but later he goes in the water 
to check out the boat. I felt like that was a lot more illogical. You mean earlier, earlier in the movie when he goes and checks to check out the boat? No, that was later because the boat, when the actual boat, their boat that they're on is sinking, that's when he resurfaces. He he resurfaces once the the shark shark is is dead. Yeah. So that's I'm pretty sure he's because when he the boat the boat wasn't moving at that point. I'm pretty sure that he saw the shark explode underwater, and he's like, "Cool, I'm safe to come up now." That's not what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? I'm saying later after the cage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Later. He never went back up after the cage. You're mis. He swam down to the floor and hid. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure what happened. <laughs> Just hear me okay, out. Okay, okay. He went down in the cage. They yeah. go back to the um. They go. They go back and talk to the mayor. No. The cage happens in the final act of the movie. They never go back at that. I'm confused. No, I'm not confused. They have, You're confused. They have a conversation on the beach. That's when the Amity. Billboard comes up and spin. That happens after they went down and he saw the face in the boat. You're so confused right now, Sean. You're (laughs) switching them. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, because when he went and, okay, when he was in the cage, the shark ripped open the cage. And then it showed him trying to reach under to try to get the thing. But eventually the shark broke the cage apart. So he swam down. And hid underneath some rocks below. And then pulled the cage up onto the boat. And realized he wasn't in the cage anymore. So they thought he was dead. Right. And then, That boat never went back to shore. Listen to me. After that part, there is a scene on the beach. No. Just listen. You're... You will remember. <laughs> okay. That boat never went back to shore, Anna. Sean. This is the final act of the movie. The captain dies. It's not the final act. Yeah. The captain. That's when that's when the shark starts to destroy the boat. Okay, well then when does the scene happen where they're on the beach talking to the guy and the poster is destroyed? After and he the tells tooth. him. After the part, they go under, he sees the face, he has a tooth, he drops a tooth. They go back, they're talking on the beach, <laughs> and he's like, I saw the size of this tooth. This the shark's huge. And he's like, where's the tooth? So and he's are, like, I dropped it. When are you saying that happened if that's the end scene? Because the end scene is them dry, going back to shore after the boat sank. Yeah, and you never see them get back to shore. So when are you saying that that beach scene happens? That happens before the third act. That happens during the second act of the movie. Don't talk about acts. Tell me like before It happens like, like halfway through the movie. That, 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 means... that, that's still before the 4th of July weekend. So the cage scene is before the, the, the cage scene is at the end of the movie. Because that's like their final thing that they're trying to do. Because everything else has failed at this point. And so he's like, dude, send me down in the cage. I got this. Because the part on the beach, that happens before the three of them go out. Finally, that happens before the 4th of July weekend and everything because he's talking about how they're vandalizing this and how this has to be cleaned up before before the tourists come. 
When he saw the face in the boat, he wasn't in the cage. I know. That's what I'm saying. They don't. The cage is only used one time, and that's at the end of the movie. I have it confused. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. One of well, us has it confused. No, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on this. Why am I remembering it differently? I don't know. Well, this is a bleep podcast. Hey. <laughs> language no it's not this is why we're doing the podcast this is like if we we're discussing the movie you know it's it's what we do heated argument <laughs> yeah that's fine okay if we watch this later and discover that i'm right which never happens you owe me a cookie I, i'm right i'm right and i'm not saying that i don't know to sound like but a then jerk or anything but when I, he tries to drug I drug the shark that. Is he not in the cage? He, he's in the cage. The shark has nothing to do, doesn't show up at all when they go in the oh water Oh my earlier. gosh. He finds the shark tooth on, on the boat. On the boat, yeah. It just clicked. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, okay. People are going to hate me. No, they won't. It's fine. That's, <laughs> you know, that's why there's two of us. To get facts straight, you know? Okay, I mean, so, I mean, there, there's yeah. things that I didn't have right. So, disregard. That you corrected me on. Disregard literally everything <laughs> that I just and said. And nothing. Oh. So, we're talking about him going down in the cage. And I think I was talking something about that, but I... I'm so sorry. No idea what where we're at. Start over. Um, Cage scene. Cage scene. Cut he goes down in the cage. Oh, let's talk about how now. he has a habit of dropping things, right? Does he? Yeah, because he dropped the tooth earlier on when he saw the face. He's like, ah, just dropped everything and scurried up to the surface, right? Because the face scared him. And then, oh, what I wanted to get at is how the way that the scene was shot, it was looking like to me that the shark was fully in that cage. In multiple shots. Like, I thought the dude was gone multiple times. Oh, yeah. And then somehow he's not even scratched. I'm like, no. When they were shooting that scene, like, that shark was through the cage almost. Yeah, like, you know he definitely I mean? like, should there, have been dead. There's no way that the shark would not have gotten that guy. Yeah, he should have been dead. Gotten uh, Hooper. I'm sorry. But who? And then, and then Hooper's reaching below the cage floor with his fingers poking through it. Like he's trying to reach for the, for Did the he do stick. That? Yeah, like he's trying to reach for the stick that fell below. <laughs> and then finally, the shark just rips apart the cage. He swims out. He did what probably the smart thing would be to do is go hide. When he did that, he I it. really liked that part. Yeah, yeah, that was that was actually like yes, that's something a real person in real life would do. Well, it's funny too because that part happening like completely made me forget everything that you just mentioned, where the shark is like should have eaten him. Yeah. When he went and hid, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's that would happen. So he goes and hides. <laughs> They're up top. They're so like, okay, we still got to deal with the shark, right? Right. And. Um, At what point then? The shark just eventually just is, rips apart the boat. Right, and this is the part where, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where Quint dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking though, before that, you gotta love the part where, where the engine's having problems and they're going back to shore, and Quint's like, "I'm full blasting this boat. We're going top speed." 
And yeah, Cooper's that, like, dude, that was one no, of those bad decisions. Like, what are you doing? You're gonna blow the engine. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, speed. he actually like mm-hmm. punched him away. Yeah. And he's like, like, listen to me. You seen the engine. You know it's not good. There's water down there. The shark has messed it up. Slow down. <laughs> Full speed. And of course the engine blows. Right. That's well, good times. I think that the goal of that was that when Quint dies, they want you to want Quint to die. I don't know if they want you to want him to die. I just think I was pretty happy when he died, actually. They're trying, you know, it's just move the plot forward, you know. If they make it to land, then it's kind of like the movie has to keep continuing at that point. You know, they got to have the final showdown with the shark. And so he blows the engine. Well, and another plus is, like, cinematically, we get to watch a boat sink. Yeah. You know. Once all this, yeah, the the boat goes from like a hundred to zero real quick though. Like yeah. it goes from floating to half to the back half just ripped off. Right. In like a quick split second shot. But um, and then and then a quint sliding down to the shark's mouth. Yeah, slowly sliding down to be eaten. Oh no! Don't eat me. Yeah. <laughs> And all of a sudden he's like halfway into his mouth and there's like blood and gore. The part where he spit up blood, actually, I was like, ugh. <laughs> I kind of actually winced a little See, bit. One thing I did know about this movie, though, is how they kill the shark. It's just a famous scene. You know what? I actually had never – the only part I had seen was that part we mentioned earlier where they're in the cabin of the boat. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that at all. And I really liked it, actually. That was my favorite part of the movie. When they blew up the shark. When they blew up the shark? Yeah. Well, my that's second, good that you didn't know because then you got you know, My you second favorite part was actually when Quint died. <laughs> Santa. I just – I love the gory shark scene. <laughs> I really like monsters. I like monsters. And I felt like that was like – when I was going into watching Jaws, that was like what I wanted out of the movie, that part. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping for a really gory, over-the-top shark scene. Hey, and that got was it. it. Yep, that was the one. And then, um, and one thing, mm-hmm. one thing that surprised me actually is that I thought the shark was gonna look less real, but it looks pretty real throughout most of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, you they can, did. You can tell it's not a real shark, shark especially for the time period. It was that's like top-of-the-line special effects. It was great, and I actually I read something that said. Um, the shark weighed 12 tons, and uh, the reason they used, the reason they kept shooting it with barrels, and you're only seeing the barrels, is because the it was actually a machine. The shark was a machine, and it um, it wasn't working like through half of the film. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So they had he had uh, Steven Spielberg had to be really creative with how he um, was showing the shark, and that's why well, it was, and it worked. That's why they have those barrel scenes, but also I think um, I think it works really well, like think, that combination of well, things. I think those kind of movies, like the shark, monster shark type movies and stuff, um, kind of the being hunted type movies, I think they, they work well when you're not seeing the quote-unquote monster of the movie. Right, exactly. You know? Like I kind of like the way that it ended we, up being. Even leads more up to the imagination. They plan to show the shark more. I think it's better that. That they didn't. Yeah. Yeah, just that um Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, and um so he gets the tank in the shark's mouth and the shark swims around for a little bit with the tank in its mouth. 
Right, which and the then, odds of that happening are so low. And, but... then, and then he gets a pretty um, pretty badass shot, gets a tank, blows up the shark. Right. And at this point, Hooper's like, shark dead. I'm cool to come back up. One thing that kind of bugged me a little bit about this scene when Hooper comes back up was the fact that um, when he was swimming around the wreckage, the wreckage wasn't moving at all. wasn't sinking any lower or anything. And... Sorry. Cats. <laughs> we have cats. They jump on We're us. We're recording this in our living room and cat just jumped on Anna. Right, and tried to eat the microphone. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was the fact that the, that, that the boat was so still kind of... I don't know why. It just kind of bugged me just a little tiny bit. When it was supposed to be sinking. It was supposed to be sinking a little bit. It, like, it was right. sinking and then just hit a point where it stopped. Just completely stopped. They filmed all of that in 30 feet or so of water, too. Yeah. So I don't know why it just stopped. Yeah, I don't know. They should have actually I mean, they, the boat. I mean, I guess they had to keep, you know, they had to keep Brody above water still for the shot to work and everything. But it right. just it just seemed a little odd to me, that's all. But then they go swimming back to shore using a couple of those yellow barrels and roll credits. Right. Right? That's it. Well, we kind of skimmed over... Because we got in our little there. What did we skim over? We skimmed over the part where uh, Cooper goes down and checks out the boat and finds a little. The guy I mean, we it. talked about it during that. Well, you know. what was your reaction to that scene, though? What when you saw the guy? Right. That they, part... they never, did they tell anybody that he was there? Yes. They did. Yeah, they did it. Uh, I thought that that was kind of strange not. because, like, you don't see him above the boat why would he be floating around in the bottom of the boat like that and he was like he looked like he had been there for a week or two he did look very uh dead <laughs> yeah he looked like like that, he like he'd been underwater for personally i mean i'm no expert this you know with how long how people look when they've been underwater for a while but he looked like he'd been there for a while for me that was the scariest part of the movie yeah I felt it coming, but when it happened, it was scarier than I thought it would be. It was more real, and, like, his eyes were wide open looking at you. And, like, um, I'm – I do okay with monster stuff, and I, I'm weirdly okay with some ghost movies and stuff, but, like, dead bodies freak me out. Yeah. And that dead body was floaty. <laughs> <laughs> um. Um, like, the reaction that uh, Hooper has when he sees that, I feel like, is – I, my reaction would be more than that, probably. Nice. Um, okay, so do you want to do final thoughts, maybe, on the movie as a whole? As a whole, I enjoyed it, and I could see us buying it. Oh, you said added to the Blu-ray collection or the digital collection? Possibly. I don't know when I would want to watch it again, but I probably will want to watch it again. Um, I liked... I liked the cinematography in it, the viewpoints, and, um, you know, it was a good movie, actually. There, It is a little cheesy, but that's expected for... For the time. What it is, yeah. For what it is. It's a, it's a monster shark movie. One thing we haven't talked about is the music, and I feel like for this movie especially, you have to mention that. Yeah. Um... 
for me, iconic theme, obviously. I mean, Jaws is a theme that I've been hearing my whole life it, and have um, known my whole life. But watching it from beginning to end, um, this their theme was not as suspenseful as I had built it up in my mind. Yeah, it's a yeah, that's a John Williams score. Nice. Which, if no, if you don't know, John Williams is the godfather of movie scores. Didn't he, does he do all, Star Wars? He does Star Wars. He does right. all Spielberg stuff. John Lucas. Harry Potter. Yeah, he. Everybody knows who he is. Yeah. Um. And if you don't, I'm really sorry I said that. <laughs> but um. So you liked them? You you enjoyed the music. I liked the music. It just was not as satisfying as I thought it would well, be. Well, it was very, you know, because it wasn't like when when I used to it's very 70s. when I used to hear it when I was a kid. It was, I mean, just people mimicking it. It's always like, da da. Well, yeah. Da, I think I think that theme is more. Da, is more and I actually thought that at the end of it it went wee 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 <laughs> you're thinking of like the Friday the 13th maybe I thought it would like build up and build up and build up and then go wee 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 like a pig well this is more <laughs> this is a more you know traditional movie score it wasn't like that know? it was very the music throughout the movie not just the theme but all of the music was really well placed oh well, yeah and it was Spielberg and John Williams. It just wasn't what I was expecting to hear, you know, especially the theme. It was, it flowed more. It wasn't so full orchestra on that, Anna. Full orchestra. It was good. I mean, I've I've gone 28 years of my life without seeing the movie Jaws, and the music surprised me because I had had built it up, you know. I was cool with the music. It didn't really. Like, I didn't – when the movie was over, I wasn't thinking about the music. I think what I'm trying to say is that I thought it was going to be cheesier. I've heard the I've heard the main score so many times. That's just part of pop culture at this point. So – and they didn't really play the that's main – That's the thing. Like, I had always heard people mimicking it and never actually heard it. Yeah. So I liked that. That's our cat. You probably just heard her on my mic. <laughs> so was that – Izzy. Anything else? Any more final thoughts on the movie? What, you just want to end this right now? Well, we talked about the movie, and it's good to, you know, around an hour. Well, I'm we not wanna... done yet. We didn't talk about favorite characters. Okay. Favorite characters. My favorite character. Um, this is our first episode, so we're still figuring out exactly how we're doing everything, segments we're going to do, things we're going to talk about, so bear with us a little bit as we figure this out but i want favorite character and least favorite character to always be a thing okay well then <sighs> i don't like any of these people you don't <laughs> <laughs> done <laughs> i would say my least favorite is definitely quint but i feel like that's pretty I obvious liked quint. i liked him i don't like he, him. he remind me uh i like him for this movie but i don't like him as an actual person yeah yeah i guess i thought his character was was good yeah. my least favorite character would probably be the mayor that's a good point yeah i think 
usually my least favorite characters are the ones that annoy me the most. Or and Quint annoyed me the most. So yeah, that's fine. Who's that's your favorite character? Who's your favorite character? My favorite character? Um I don't know. May I mean there's not a whole lot of characters in this movie that get a lot of screen time. Right. I mean you got like Brody and Hooper that are in a lot of the movies. You see Brody's wife and so like if I had to pick one, the character who I thought maybe Hooper just because do you sympathize with Hooper? I don't know if I sympathize with him. I just he kind of had the the most character. He was like he was like he was he, like the Portland hipster of the movie. He did the most, you know. Cody was pretty. Cody and Quint were like pretty character characters. Like they were kind of the same. Did the same throughout thing, the thing throughout the whole thing. Whereas Hooper had more dimension to his character. Hmm. So. I'll, I'll say Hooper. Who's your favorite? Pick. Mine, I think my favorite character is the shark. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I can elaborate on that or not. But um, you just thought the shark was badass. I like the shark. Okay. That's a character, right? Yeah. It's the main baddie, main bad guy. Yeah. Sure. Why not? I like him. If modern day CGI characters could be characters in movies, then animatronic characters. Well, they are. It's like it's like asking is is the T Rex a character in uh, Jurassic Park? Debatable. Oh, now that's debatable. Well, well I guess we should. T Rex is a T Rex. Well, a shark's a shark. I don't know where your logic is behind that. So let's just go with all living things are characters. Okay. That's our standards. <laughs> What if it's a robot? If it's Chappy, that's a character. <laughs> Chappy. Get out of here. All right. So Anna's favorite character is a shark. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite scene? Because I said my favorite parts. My favorite scene of the movie. Um, I just kind of had shots that I liked a lot. I don't know if there's any one particular scene that I was like, yeah. Which shots it. did you like? Like the shot when they're going out to check when they found the boat at night when they're driving around at night and they do the shark, the shark tooth and the guy floating. But as they're driving out there at night, like the shot of the stars and like just the whole like there's like a wide shot of the boat in the ocean right. with the moonlight and stuff like that. And I like that. That was that was nice. I feel like um, if we're doing movies that have special effects at all, we should talk about those. And we kind of did with the shark and stuff. But I just want to mention the uh, fake shooting stars. The shooting stars were spectacular. I don't know if that's something that people will even notice if they'll hear this and be like, what? There's no fake shooting stars. <laughs> A couple shooting stars in the movie that is obviously... It just you know, looks like... They, a mistake on this, the screen. It was mid-70s. I don't know why they decided to add that in there, but at the time, that was like, damn, that's some nice special effects right there. I don't know. To me, it, you know, it This is before like... Star Wars. You know? <laughs> and Star Wars had some... At the time, it had groundbreaking effects, but it still had some cheeseball effects. Yeah. You know? I just don't... Un 
they added like a couple of unnecessary shooting stars into one background shot of Brody talking and it felt really weird to me. And yeah. when I saw them, I did not think shooting stars. I thought, oh, what what happened to the screen when they were filming? We're gonna <laughs> you know? we're we're gonna pick stuff up like that watching these movies. So get used to it. Well, it's worth mentioning though. Get used to cheesy special effects. I am should used we, to them. I'm just should, saying that should, if should, we see them, we should should we make, have a take che- note of them. Cheesy special effects segment. Yes. Yes, just a segment dedicated to cheesy special effects. Yes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Cool. We'll add that in the future. And then, um, I don't know. Overall, what did you think of the movie, like as a whole? Because I said I liked it. I I'm I'm enjoyed. It. I've heard a lot about it throughout my life. Um, a lot of people talk about it on podcasts or various movie outlets and whatnot. And after watching it for the first time, you know, understanding it's from the '70s, a different time campiness i was okay with the campiness i was okay with everything at the at the end of the movie and i really enjoyed it that shark was pretty badass and yeah i'm not typically somebody who really enjoys shark movies that much like they don't really do much for me mm-hmm. just you know monster under the sea type movies but it was it was fun i enjoyed it overall yeah 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 do you think it's funny that my favorite character is the shark and my favorite part is when they blow the shark up? <laughs> no, that's fine. A little ironic. A little ironic, but that's okay. All right, so... Should we fine. get a pet shark? <laughs> I had a pet shark. You did? A little one. Me too. I had a rainbow shark. That's what we <laughs> I, called it. I don't, know I honestly what don't remember what kind called. of was, but when I was... How old would I have been? Freshman sophomore my mom had a uh, had a pond in her back backyard and she got a freshwater shark for me and it ended up dying when one time when she cleaned it out and she forgot about the shark and the shark died so wow. they could have done that in jaws just drain the ocean what's wrong with them sad story <laughs> She, how did she forget about the shark when she was cleaning the it was cage? Small. Hmm. It, it, it was, it was like a, it, it wasn't just like a, a uh, fish tank. It was like a whole pond that she, right. she, she caught all the fish. She drained it to clean it out, and then she would fill it back up and put the fish back in. And, and she, she just missed that one. She there was a lot to put of that fish, fish in. in. There. there was more fish, and there probably should have been. Oh, she missed. She was draining. When she was it? draining. It. Yeah. Oh, so. she. Okay, well, let's just. It was a small. Let's just say it was a long time ago. A small shark. I know Sean's mom, and she would never do that on purpose. <laughs> Final grade on the movie. How would you review it? Okay. So we're gonna have we're probably gonna have different review scales just because of our personal preferences, and that's okay. Right, and that'll probably appeal to the audience a little bit more. Yeah, you can listen to whoever you want. I'm right. Okay, so what's your review? So or what's your grade? My. What's your grade scale? Your review scale. My review scale is going to be uh, the Netflix review scale stars? of like liked it, didn't like it, um, stars. So this one, 
I will say dun, dun. I really liked it, and I think that's four stars. Yeah? Yeah, that's how I feel. So Anna gives this movie four stars. Right. And I personally prefer grades, basically the typical school grades, A through F. F, fail of a movie. Doesn't get below F. A plus, top notch. And for this movie, I give it a B, I'll say B plus. Because there were, there were parts of the movie that bugged me a little bit. I don't have any nostalgia from watching it when I was young or anything. Watching it as a 29-year-old for the very first time, 40 years after it was made. Some of the scenes were a little bit too cheesy for me. kind of bugged me just a little bit here and there. So overall, I'll give it a B plus. Which scenes were too cheesy for you? We've talked about them. We already covered Yeah, we've it. talked about them. Overdramatic scenes. The ones that I liked? Probably. The one where Quint dies, did you hate that one? No, I was fine with that. You liked that one? Yeah. Okay. But, like, I mean, scenes just didn't play that well to me. You know, like like I was saying, when the shark was ripping apart the cage. And he was – the shark was through the cage. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, or, that makes sense. I, I can see what you're Or the part you were talking about when the wife was, like, laughing during the stories at the dinner table. Right, that did, know, that bothered me little too. St- or like I wasn't a big fan when Hooper was making faces into the cabin because they're just so cheeseball. A professional wouldn't do act that way. I liked that part. Anyway, little things <laughs> like that. It didn't bug me that much, but just enough to drop it down a little bit. And like I said too, I'm not a huge fan of shark movies, so for me to give a shark movie a B plus, that's good. What other shark movies can we even think of? Uh, the sci-fi shark movies? What about Sharknado? All I can think of is like Piranha. The new, uh, the <laughs> new one with Blake shark. Lively that came out. Which one? I forget what it's called, but there's a new one Blake Blake Lively that just came out. I don't even think it's on Blu-ray yet. Where she gets stuck on like a, a Bowie floating out in the water. Mm. I forget what it's called, but it doesn't really matter. Anyway, so... Um, I guess that's it right yeah i feel like yeah i feel like that's it is there anything that you want to plug social media anything people should check out sure um my instagram is anna o allen a n n a o a l l e n uh i do have a link on that for the new music video that I was in for the Hugs, their song Stray Brooks, which Sean and I filmed together. And I had directed and edited it. Right, and I acted very badly in it. So you could um, check that out at um you could also check out that ah, check that out at ivitystudios.com. I-V-I-T-Y Studios one word dot com. Right, which is like our portfolio in the making. Yeah. You could also see um the podcasts on there, there'll be a link to the podcasts on that site, along with my other podcast, my Heroes of Zeros podcast, which I do with a buddy of mine, where we talk about, mentioned earlier, comic book movies and TV shows, and it's basically whatever we want to talk about. Right, and we are both photographers in Portland. We like to do weddings together. Yep. And um, I will photograph 
Anything that is not too crazy. <laughs> and I will photograph anything. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, yeah, we'll, so, we're both photographers. So, so um, next week, or if you uh, want to watch along with us, if anybody checks us out, we'll be Roman Holiday. Yes. Starring Audrey Hepburn. And? I always forget his name. But I do like him. And um, it looks like right now you could stream it on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or Epix. So you can check it out on any of those streaming sites if you don't own it or don't want to go buy it. Should we really say next week? Because I feel like we'll end up just doing it after we watch it, which could be like any time. What are you talking about? Like for the next podcast. We're going to record. Right now we're recording Sunday night, and so we're probably going to be releasing every episode either on Monday or Tuesday every week. Yeah, I can I can do that. So yeah, and um, we'll we'll figure out that schedule for releasing it. But if you do watch it and you want to send us your thoughts on it, we would like to have a segment where we read people's thoughts on the movie. Also, so you could send that to classic at avdstudios.com. Pretty simple. That's the email for this here podcast that we're doing here right here. And that's it. <laughs> this here podcast. This here, this here classic movie talk podcast. <laughs> Sean is pretty good at voices, so they always oh, just pop out at random moments. He won't do it on cue, but you're going to enjoy that. Maybe. We'll see. You will. I enjoy it, so everybody will enjoy well, it. Well, this has been the first episode of Classic Movie Nights with uh, Sean and Anna. Damn straight. If you listen to this, listen to the whole thing. Thank you. Hope that you continue to listen. And promise we'll get better as time goes on. Yes, and I apologize for being stupid. That's just who I am. And if you want to watch along with us, please do. And please send us your comments to give us a... Uh, you know, give us some more stuff to talk about to make it a bit more interesting, too. Yeah, if you have any ideas, we are okay with hearing them. And review the podcast. Give it positive vibes on uh, iTunes or whatever else. You can find us on most everything. The cat's right in our faces right now. So <laughs> we'll end it here. Good night. <laughs>